Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Senator Ted Cruz debates the Homeland Security Chief Jay Johnson on national security and Islamic terrorism. With comments on that controversy, we have an exclusive interview with national security expert Frank Gaffney. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz from Texas has openly debated on the U.S. Senate floor and in committee hearings, the Homeland Security Chief Jay Johnson on subjects like national security and particularly Islamic terrorism. Breitbart News reports that the encounter between Senator Ted Cruz and Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson over the scrubbing of Islamic terminology and Islamic Islamist networks from federal anti-terror plans was terrifying to watch because it showed that President Barack Obama's appointees are a clique of arrogant, disdainful, and gullible amateurs, according to Breitbart News. Senator Cruz began his June 30th cross-examination by noting a high incidence of important Islamic terminology, such as jihad, Muslim, and Islam. Those were all prevalent in older anti-terrorist documents, like, for example, the 9-11 Commission Report, versus zero mentions today of jihad or Islam or Muslim in contemporary anti-terrorism documents, even those specifically concerned with combating violent extremism. Senator Cruz presented this evidence and referenced the testimony of DHS whistleblower Philip Haney, who said references to jihad and the leading role of Muslim Brotherhood organizers and clerics had been scrubbed from over 800 federal documents. Jay Johnson, however, testifying before the U.S. Senate, had an attitude with shockingly blasé that he was admitted <clears throat> that he had no idea whether Haney's account was accurate. He reportedly acted like a spoiled teenager who wouldn't get off the sofa to do his chores, and Johnson replied to Senator Cruz, quote, no. I have not taken the time to investigate what Mr. Haney said, and it makes no difference to me, end quote. And that's the news. Our thanks to Breitbart.com for that brief introduction of a topic that we're gonna get into in depth when we interview Frank Gaffney in a few minutes. But let's take a moment and discern the spirits. There is a, a violent extremist spirit, as the Obama administration openly says, these are violent extremists. And yet, what is the extreme ideology that they are facing? It's a spirit of Islam. It's the Islamist Sharia law, false prophet Muhammad, who is manifesting, the same demon that was inside of Muhammad is now manifesting inside of these radical jihadist terrorists. And if the Obama administration is afraid to identify that spirit by name, 
the spirit of Islam, the spirit of Muslim, the spirit of Jihad, or any combination thereof, people who actually follow the demon that Muhammad worshiped, then President Obama is manifesting a spirit of cowardice and Jay Johnson, a spirit of indifference. Why do you care whether or not it's Muslim? Well, because that's what's informing their ideology and causing the violence to begin with. The Bible says this in Psalm 91, we are not to be afraid of the terror by, day, by night nor of the arrow that flies by day. This evil spirit of terrorism should not be intimidating to us as Christians. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name for an end to the cowardice and a rise in courage that we will name this spirit by, by name and we will stand against it all the days of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Frank Gaffney will be with us. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you care about defending religious liberty? I know you do. And that's why I'm asking you to take action today. Don't just sit there, but do something. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and sign a petition that we'll fax to Congress on your behalf. In fact, there are three specific petitions I want you to sign to defend military chaplains who are under fire. The first is to support H.R. 343. This is a bill introduced in Congress by my friend, Congressman Walter Jones of North Carolina, to protect free speech for military chaplains who are sometimes punished if they use the word Jesus in their prayers. Well, if you know my story, you know that I was punished in 2006, uh, even at court-martial, because I used the word Jesus in my prayers in uniform in front of the White House. Well, I was later vindicated by Congress who said it's okay for me to do that, but did you know 65 other chaplains are now suing the Navy? I was not the only person. Our second petition I want you to sign is to protect military chapel buildings, which are being desecrated. Christian altars, Catholic or Protestant, are being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies in all 50 states under this order by the Obama administration. Well, that deprives all of our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines of a sacred worship space, which ought to be protected. And instead, they're gonna punish the chaplain if he won't turn over the keys to his chapel. Here's another petition I want you to sign, and this is to stop threatening court-martial for troops who talk about Jesus. Even recently, the Pentagon is saying, oh, we're gonna threaten you with a crime of proselytizing. No, that's not right. Any soldier ought to be able to talk about his or her faith in Jesus Christ and to have that same religious freedom of speech that we sacrifice to give for others. When you sign these petitions, we will fax them to Congress and it's free. I want you to take action today. Sign these three important petitions at PrayInJesusName.org. Go there today. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Joined now at the Western Conservative Summit in Denver by a returning guest and dear friend of the program, Frank Gaffney. Welcome, Frank. Thank you, great to be back. So Frank, uh, if our viewers don't remember, you're a expert on foreign policy. That, that is your str strength and you have been, been an advisor to many in many uh, administrations. And yet this week we see Ted Cruz hosting hearings on Capitol Hill about Sharia law, about radical Islamic terrorists, about jihadists. And Jade Johnson, the Obama's 
uh, Homeland Security Secretary, came to Capitol Hill and said what? Well, truth in advertising, I, I think of myself more as a national security guy than a foreign policy guy and worked for the Reagan administration a lifetime ago. Jay Johnson was on Capitol Hill uh, to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee on a number of things, but in particular in response to takeaways that Senator Cruz had from his subcommittee hearing of two days before, Jay Johnson really confirmed the thesis of the earlier Cruz hearings, namely that the United States government is willfully blind about the dangers posed to us by Islamic supremacists doing business mostly as front groups of an outfit called the Muslim Brotherhood, which explicitly has said in their own secret documents, they seek to destroy Western civilization from within. So the fact that you have the Secretary of Homeland Security essentially saying he's taking advice from the Muslim Brotherhood, that he's not interested in sort of countering what they're doing and indifferent to the fact that people who are have been stopped from doing it and, and their investigations shut down and files about the Muslim Brotherhood's presence in the United States destroyed is more than just simply an affront. It is a national security travesty and I believe needs to be corrected. So, Jay Johnson, what I read of his testimony, uh, he said, I don't care about this whistleblower, Haney, who said that references to Islam have been scrubbed over 800 examples from national security documents. They're not allowed to train the FBI, they're not allowed to train, I assume the intelligence community would be the same way behind closed doors. If, if there is this willful blindness, if Jay Johnson himself said, well, Senator Cruz, that would hurt our ability to cooperate with the Muslims, are they trying to make a distinction between violent extremists, violent Muslims, and, or they think Islam is a religion of peace. One of the hallmarks of the Muslim Brotherhood's very successful influence operation inside, I'm sorry to say, the George W. Bush administration as well as the Obama administration has been their obscuring the nature of the reality as to what we're up against. They want us to focus just on not even terrorism, just on violent extremism, as they call it, as though that's, that's the only problem. Anyone who has any real understanding of the nature of the global jihad movement <laughs> will tell you this is not the only way it manifests itself. It's a particularly dangerous form, of course, but in a way, as dangerous is subversion and sedition and influence operations that advance that. And so, when the United States government says to its law enforcement personnel, and you're right, to its military personnel, to its intelligence personnel, you mustn't know anything about or ask anything about or connect any dots concerning jihad in all of its manifestations, the perpetrators of it in all of their various affiliations, the civilization jihad, as the Muslim Brotherhood calls it, Sharia, the, the purpose that animates it all. These are words that we're not allowed to talk about. The government is not allowed to talk about this, so how can they be addressing the problem if they can't talk about it? Well, 
if they try, because obviously you need to be able to talk, not just talk about it, you need to be able to figure out how it bears on the case that you're working, the, the effort you're trying to make to anticipate what's coming next, not just clean up the mess after it happens. Under this administration in particular, this is now a career-threatening offense. So, so they're purging the normal-headed people that think the way we do, they're purging them from the government. They've purged fact-based counterterrorism from their work. And yes, they are purging the people who know about it and who have been able to train concerning it. They've purged the materials that are used to train about it. And where necessary, they're purging people, like they effectively did with Phil Haney, who nonetheless know that they have to do it to fulfill the oath of office they took, which was to protect our country and constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Is this just a languaging problem? Is, is it a problem of semantics? Or do you think the Muslim Brotherhood has actually infiltrated the administration and is actually writing these kind of policies with collaboration, obviously, from Mr. Obama himself? Well, we published a book recently called See No Sharia, uh, Countering Violent Extremism and the Disarming of America's First Lines of Defense. And we document chapter and verse exactly how the Muslim Brotherhood has gotten inside the wire of the U.S. government and is using its access, its uh, position on advisory committees, in some, case, in some cases actually people employed by the United States government to subvert us, to deny us. It's not just the lexicons, but yes, we're not allowed to use certain words like Sharia, like Jihad, like Islam. But more to the point, we're not supposed to be able to understand anything about the Muslim Brotherhood itself, how it works, and the danger that it poses in addition to the so-called violent kinds of jihadists. What's the name of that book again, and what's the website people can buy it? They can get it for free if they want to download it at securefreedom.org. There's a whole wealth of books there, but this one I'm speaking of is called See No Sharia. See No Sharia. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to ask Frank Gaffney about the Orlando shooting. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or from angels or from invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps. And you've seen us on this show talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. Maybe you know that I wrote my PhD dissertation entitled, How to See the Holy Spirit and Angels and Demons. And it's all about this important topic of receiving the gift of discerning of spirits. How can you discern the thoughts that come to you? How do you know to learn to hear the voice of God and discern that from the demonic voice which tempts us to sin? Well, this is an important skill, and it will change your ministry. It'll change your life, which is why we've created now not just a book, but a 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that we would like to send to you and your church and your family and your small group. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? 
What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? When you learn to discern, it will transform your life and your ministry. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource. Or call us toll-free at 866-Obey-God, and for a suggested donation of $99, we'll give you the entire 17-part Bible study series for just $99. And if you order today, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, or call us toll-free at 866-Obey-God. Get this important Bible study series for your family. Call today. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. We're at the Western Conservative Summit. I'm joined again by national security expert and former Reagan administration advisor, Frank Gaffney. Welcome back, sir. Very good to be with you. So we recently saw a national tragedy in Orlando at the Pulse nightclub, a, a radical, they call him lone wolf terrorist, went in and shot and killed 49 people in a gay nightclub, wounded 53 others. What was your first response? Well, my first response and my persistent response is this was an act of jihad on the part of a Sharia adherent Muslim who believed as he is taught that Sharia requires the faithful Muslim to kill homosexuals. And that's what he did. So they do this in Iran. We'll get into that. Uh, our, our, the Obama administration's dealings with Iran in a couple of minutes. But was there any connection between the shooter and uh, recruiters, shall we say, from, from overseas? Or was this something he did himself? His father is a devout Sharia adherent Muslim from Afghanistan. Uh, he was a top figure in the mosque in Fort Pierce, Florida, that this son of his attended faithfully. Um, the likelihood that this individual received instruction in both the obligation to hate homosexuals and to otherwise follow the dictates of Sharia to the logical extreme of killing as many people as you can, not just homosexuals, if they are not devout Sharia adherent Muslims. It doesn't really matter to me whether he got that instruction from his local mosque, uh, from his dad, or from the internet or the Islamic State or any other part of what I think of as the global jihad movement, what he was actually doing was simply what Sharia tells him to do. And this notion that somehow he had to be radicalized or he had to get hooked up with some other group or, or have some card of membership in ISIS in order to be an obvious threat is nonsense and again, it's putting more of us at risk to the extent that that's kind of what we're telling our law enforcement and other authorities to um, to assume is the case as they look for and try to address threats to this country. Well, I read the transcript of the 911 tapes and Omar Mateen, the shooter himself. Redacted version? <laughs> well, there was redacted and then they eventually, under great pressure, released the full version. Uh, and he did say this was for Allah. He did say this was for Islamic State. He even named his uh, cleric that he was following. And in, 
in the months before that, there was a radical Iranian cleric who came to Orlando and said, uh, our religion teaches us to kill the gays. It's, it's, Allah is merciful, so we must kill the gays. Do you think that's a, a widespread thing? Why isn't the Islamic world, why aren't all these peaceful Muslims denouncing that guy? Well, we made a movie a number of years ago uh, for the Corporation for Public Broadcasting uh, called Islam versus Islamism. And the point of it was to try to figure out exactly the answer to your question. Uh, if there are all of these moderate Muslims, how come we never hear from them when situations like this arise? We do from a few, notably my friend Dr. Zudi Jasser and the Muslim reform movement that he leads. But by and large, it's, you know, crickets. And our film, I think, established pretty categorically the reason we don't hear more from this larger population is they're scared to death because they know that what these folks are doing is actually ordained by Sharia. And if they say otherwise, they are at risk themselves of being considered apostates, which is a capital offense. So even if they're just worried about something like, uh, you know, ostracism uh, or their businesses being boycotted or their children not being able to get married in the mosque or all of these other lesser penalties. Or maybe they're worried about being beheaded. But whatever it is, they don't want any part of this. And as a result, by and large, we're not getting the support we should. Even though, interestingly enough, I think it's the case that most of them don't want to live under Sharia either. They are at much as risk, in a way, from these jihadist types as are the rest of us. And going along with the program isn't going to lessen that danger to them either. Some people on the left, including one leader of the ACLU, sent out a tweet or blamed the Christian community, the evangelical community, because we don't want to make gay wedding cakes and therefore we're just as hateful as these violent extremists. In fact, we might have, Christians are to blame for causing some of these crazy things. What is your response? Look, there has been a very concerted effort made um, by the left, which has been enabling these jihadists. And this is, again, a subject that's detailed in our book, Sino Sharia, and also another book called The Red-Green Axis by, by one of my colleagues, Jim Simpson. Um, so they're engaged in this massive effort of deflection. Uh, a lot of it has taken the form of gun control. We need, to, we need to figure out how to control the guns, or we're going to sort of obscure the fact that it is central to the teachings of Sharia that you kill homosexuals. And let's blame anybody else. Uh, let, let's, let's conjure up this idea that the guy had some sort of repressed homosexual desires of his own, and, and that would explain it. The truth of the matter is, you can only get to any of those other considerations, if at all, by ignoring the obvious ones, by ignoring the ones, as you said, that he himself announced when he was in the act of murdering those homosexuals. That's it. All right, mention your website and your book one more time. Our website, where you can find all kinds of information about the civilization, jihad, and Sharia, and other threats from this uh, global jihad movement is securefreedom.org. We also have another site which is really waging what we call the counter-jihad at counterjihad.com. I commend to you specifically see no Sharia, but there's a lot of other things there too. See no jihad.com. No, wait. 
See No Sharia is the name of the book. Counterjihad.com is uh, an operationalizing of the effort to push back against these guys and get victory over jihad, which is what our goal should be. It should be. Uh, Our guest is Frank Gaffney, counterjihad.com. God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll be right back. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you ever pray and sometimes you feel like your prayers are hitting the ceiling and they don't get to God or maybe you don't get the result that you hoped for? I'm Dr. Chaps and I want to make available to you a new resource, a four-part video Bible teaching series on how to pray effective prayers. Did you know God has given us instructions in the Bible? For example, in 1 Timothy 2, there are four different Greek words for four different kinds of prayers, supplication, petition, intercession, and thanksgiving. If you don't understand the way God teaches us to pray, then we cannot expect the result for which we hope. I'm asking you to get this important Bible video teaching series on DVD for a suggested donation of only $30. Call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, and get this important video resource for your family. Call us right now. Do you ever wonder how to discern your own thoughts from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit or angels or invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps and you've seen us talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. In fact, I wrote my PhD dissertation, How to See the Holy Spirit, Angels and Demons. But now we have an exciting 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that you can get for your small group or your church. If you just visit PrayInJesusName.org and offer a suggested donation of $99. Or call us toll free at 866-Obey-God. Get this 17-part video series and for a limited time only, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Get this important Bible study series for you and your church. Or call us at 866-Obey-God right now. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Thank you for watching and thank you for supporting us. We need your support to bring you these newsmaking interviews with experts like Frank Gaffney and to take a stand against the evil that is in our world. If you can, please donate when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org or call our prayer line toll free at 866-Obey-God. If you need prayer, call 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter three, verse 27, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in the power of your hand to do so. God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time. Chaplain Klingenschmidt is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy who earned his Ph.D. in theology from Regent University. As a former Navy chaplain, by taking a public stand for freedom of speech and religious expression, and by sacrificing his own 16-year career and million-dollar pension, he was vindicated by the U.S. Congress, who changed the law and restored freedom for military chaplains to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps not only defended the Constitution, but his petitions have helped change the law in 10 states, restoring freedom to pray in Jesus' name.
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.